This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. My name is Sam Davidson and it's great to be with you. Our Bible reading today is going to be taken from Matthew chapter 9 and we'll hear that a little later as our guest speaker, Captain Rob Westwood-Payne, challenges us to care for others just as Jesus did. But as we gather today to worship the one who created us, the one who calls us, the one who equips us, the one who loves us without end, with joyful hearts, let's worship God together. Today's Bible reading starts at Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 and goes on to chapter 10 verse 8. The need for workers. Jesus travelled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Jesus called his twelve disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also called Peter. Then Andrew, Peter's brother. James, son of Zebedee. John, James's brother. Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Jesus sent out the twelve apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Amen. I want to introduce you to two compassionate heroes. Chris Parker and Stephen Jones were homeless, but they were compassionate heroes. Chris and his friend Stephen sat outside the Manchester Arena one evening, hoping that it was a good spot to ask people for money as they entered for a concert. A couple of hours later, Chris and Stephen were hailed as heroes as they helped victims of the Manchester Arena bombing, one of the UK's deadliest terrorist attacks in the past decade. They displayed compassion selflessness and courage as they went to the aid of victims rather than running for safety. Chris comforted a young girl who had lost both her legs, wrapping her in a t-shirt. He cradled a dying woman in his arms. Stephen pulled nails out of children's arms and faces. Mr Jones said, Just because I am homeless, it doesn't mean I haven't got a heart. I'm not human still. He spoke of an instinct to pitch in and to help. Chris Parker and Stephen Jones are compassionate heroes. Jesus wants his followers to be compassionate heroes too. 
He wants us to be workers out in the fields where the harvest is great. He wants us to go and announce his good news, to be the change in our community that we long to see, to show his love and compassion. So where do we find the motivation to love others the way Jesus did? Where do we discover that instinct that Chris and Stephen found? Our Bible passage, which we shared together earlier, reminds us that each one of us is called to care in Jesus' name. Jesus is travelling through the towns and villages around Lake Galilee. He's preaching in the synagogues. He's declaring to all that God's kingdom has fully arrived in him. He's healing those who are sick and diseased. And when he sees the crowds, Matthew tells us he has compassion on them. That compassion is not just emotional. It doesn't just bring a momentary tear to his eye. Jesus' compassion compels him to engage and eat with sinners so they hear his message. Jesus, Jesus physically reaches out and touches those who are dead, diseased, whom no one else in that society or culture would even think about touching. He deeply understands the real needs of each person he meets. Jesus is compassionate. That's my main point for today. But then, you probably knew that, didn't you? It's not rocket science, is it? And yet so often we take it for granted. We know God is love. We know we are created to love him in return. We know God loved the world so much he sent his only son to live, suffer, die and then be raised to life so that the world could be saved. We know that Jesus takes lowly fishermen, almost forgotten by the rest of society, sinful tax collectors hated by their neighbours, adulterous women living as outcasts in their communities and many other undesirables and spreads his compassion through them. That's amazing. Many people cannot imagine that God, a supreme being, wants to know them in any personal way. Many people cannot imagine that compassion should be shown to everyone, not just those who deserve it in some way. Many people would draw the line at showing compassion to their enemies or to those on the margins of society. And yet that is the cornerstone of our Christian faith and mission. Jesus taught and preached and healed, showing God's compassion to all he met. The compassion that Jesus shows here in Matthew 9 and 10, and throughout his ministry, is the deepest kind of compassion. The Greek verb, had compassion here, means that he literally felt it in his bowels, in the very depth of his body and his being. Now that's not something that we say these days. Usually we talk of our emotions being contained in our hearts. But if you've ever said or thought that you hate someone with all your guts, then you are getting somewhere near the sense of the phrase here in terms of the depth of emotion. Jesus had compassion on the crowd. He loved the crowd with all his guts, if you like. And why? Because they were confused and helpless. Some of them may have been poor or sick or hungry, but all of them Jesus knew were confused spiritually. The political and religious system that they lived under left them harassed, unprotected and oppressed. 
Society was harsh. They were tied up with heavy burdens, and they were helpless. They didn't know how to escape, how to get rid of their burdens, or how to find rest and the peace that they longed for. Now, maybe you feel like that today. If you do, Jesus has compassion on you too. Deep, gut-wrenching compassion. Jesus sees how disrupted your life is. He sees that you've lost God's peace. He sees that you're confused. He sees that you are helpless. And he has compassion for you. He draws alongside and offers not only to heal you, but to restore your hope. Sense the deep inner mercy of God as he ministers to you today. And then God's command is to give as freely as you have received. In verses 7 and 8 of Matthew chapter 10, Jesus says to his disciples, Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Jesus commands each one of us to go out into our communities, to announce that God's kingdom of love and compassion is already here. We have already received that love and compassion. Indeed, we keep on receiving it. We know that God is love, we experience that God is love, and Jesus says as we have freely received his love and compassion, so we must give it to those around us. Jesus calls us to see his world, our world, our community, our neighbourhood, our workplace, our home, through his eyes. To see the needs of people all around us, to feel deeply with the people around us, to get close enough to them, to bring the healing touch of God. Jesus calls us to alleviate suffering, to care for the physical, emotional, psychological and spiritual needs of those around us. It is this call that encourages us to pick up the phone to the lonely, to provide food for the hungry, to help people back into work, to truly listen to someone suffering, to help out a neighbour. It's not that we neglect the spiritual. We remember that whatever physical, emotional or psychological healing we can bring in God's name, people are still dying without knowing and loving the great physician who knows and loves them. And so we pray with them. We pray for them. We share God's word with them when we can. We testify to the love and compassion Jesus has shown to us, to the healing that he's brought on our lives. I see the fruit of Christ's compassion in Salvationist lives every day. Take a moment today to ask Jesus to give you his compassionate heart, to make you tender. Ask him to move you to bring healing to those around you, to touch your spirit again, to help you comfort those who are distressed. Look, I know that we're in the middle of a cost-of-living crisis. We may feel compassion fatigue at times. But just a touch of Jesus' love and compassion, his burning love for us, can rekindle the flames of love and compassion in our souls. Pray for that infilling of love and power just now. And then, go out and be the change you long to see in your community. 
you and I are both called to care for people as Jesus cared for them, to bring them the healing touch of his good news to their deepest needs. So let us go out into the world this week as best we can, compelled by his love. Compassion does not come easy to us, God. 
We see those who struggle, those without homes or food, those dying from curable diseases simply because they can't get access to the medicine they need, those who have lost loved ones through death or circumstance and long for human companionship, those who are persecuted and judged because of their difference, those who are facing the awful consequences of bad choices they have made and those who must live with the consequences of choices that others make that impact their lives. It all just feels like it's too much and there's nothing we can do. But we know that's not true. We know that compassion is enough. That when we allow ourselves to feel, compassion will lead us to do what we can and that this will make a difference. And so, we pray first for ourselves, that you would soften our hearts and still our fears and lead us into those acts of compassion that we are capable of doing. And then we pray for all of these others whose lives can be changed through small, simple acts of care, that you would disturb us and others like us until we finally step up and play our part in the saving of your world and that enough of us would answer your call that the needs of the hurting ones may be met in jesus name amen our thanks go to captain rob westwood payne for sharing with us and thank you for listening goodbye and god bless <laughs>